0: Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com.
1: And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis, and I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being, and I'm a mother and a wife.
0: In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Hello.
1: Hello. Welcome back to her next chapter. Here we are. Steph Here we are. And Julie Burton. So happy to be back. We are now the first in the first week of 2021 and it has been a doozy.
0: <laughs> it's a week.
1: <laughs> it's been a week. Yes. And we could spend the entire uh, thirty minutes of this podcast um, trying to process um, and unpack uh, uh, this week, but and there's there is definitely need for that. But for today, we we know that you come to us for inspiration and hope, and so we are going to talk about Steph today because mm-hmm. she. Is <laughs> mhm <laughs> yes we are my dear dear friend stephanie i i mean the best best person everybody should know her everybody should have the opportunity to um to know this person's this person's brightness and light and her i mean her laugh alone like <laughs> I, I I'm just I'm I, it's it's all good she is
0: I like I haven't done a lot of laughing really and except when I'm with you oh this week has been a lot of I have laughed a little bit at all of the pictures that I get on my text messages Of, but yes we need a new story we, we need, a, need story. a little bit of a reprieve so hopefully this will be a reprieve right Jules it will. It, it for sure will.
1: So Stephanie um, definitely has a great reinvention story, and um, we are gonna we're gonna dive into that story. Um, but I'd love to start out, Steph, with um, you talking about the broader the broader meaning of reinvention. So so what when you hear the word reinvention when you think about reinventing yourself? What what does it
0: mean to you? You know, when I um, first started thinking about, you know, getting unstuck, reinventing, doing my own thing, um, it just sounded hard. So, and like something I just didn't want to do, or maybe I should just be happy and grateful to be where I was. But I really think now that reinvention is all about redefining how my values, my beliefs for myself and for my family will manifest in whatever stage of life I'm in. And it took me a minute to get to that. I, I Words like purpose, finding your purpose felt really daunting. It's like saying to somebody, you got to find your soulmate. There's like one person, I got to find that one person. And so purpose felt like, oh man, I got to find that one thing. Okay. What if... What if I'm wrong? And and I couldn't find, found lots of things. And so I really focused in on the fact that my values and my beliefs haven't changed. Um, But how I wanted to bring those to life, that did change. Um, And what was important to me and how I wanted to spend my time, that really became my reinvention story. Um, Really thinking about, I do have the ability to change things up, um, regardless of age or regardless of you know the size of my family. Really that ability to be true to your spirit, to be true to your calling and recognizing that sometimes that will change, I think is important. I was 18 when I decided to be an engineer and I'm pretty sure, um, I had a lot of uh, feedback from my parents on what to go to college and do. And so there's a lot of decisions I made at 18 that I have changed. Like, I don't need to drive anymore. That could, I could be done with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's to me what reinvention is all about. It's about reimagining what how your values and your beliefs and your life will manifest in the stage of life you're in. I love that so much. And because it,
1: it's so true, our, our, our values and our beliefs, you know, are part of our core, not that they can't, they don't change a little bit here and there, but it, but it, you know, but, but the truth is, as you're being, as you're staying true to yourself, we do change and evolve. And so, yeah, engineering, sure, that sounded that you were being true to yourself at that at that time in your life that's totally that was your calling but then you know that changed and and I love I love that but the 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 values and the beliefs are still that you have that we all have stay to our core but our the way we express those throughout our life changes right and and listening to that and 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 saying true to that is I love that. I love that. So, okay. So talk about, uh, talk about your journey stuff. So engineer, (laughs) 18 (laughs) years old, I'm going to be an engineer. All right. So we start there.
0: I, you know, I am most people, when they hear my undergraduate was in engineering, sometimes they almost chuckle because I don't think I present as what most people would imagine an engineering undergraduate person would look like, um, but I, you know, I have found that throughout my life, I have been a person who was breaking stereotypes. Right? So, she's an engineer. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> what is she building? Um, because I was, I was into a lot of things that I think a lot of people would not have um, assigned to engineers. But I feel like my reinvention story is um, a more common story. So it's the story of um, the young woman who goes off to college uh, to become an engineer or whatever it is. You do that job for a really long time and then you decide you want to do something different and that different, in my case, was starting my own business, taking the pieces and parts of the things that I had done in my life that I either really enjoyed and had a chance to become an expert in or that I really enjoyed and I just wanted to spend more time doing. And so for me, my journey was um, undergrad engineering, um, which made me very uncommon to be an African-American woman in an engineering program and then with an engineering degree I um, went off and joined General Mills, and I worked in some of our manufacturing facilities, another place where you don't find a lot of uh, women of color. Um, And my time with General Mills, like many people who joined some larger, you know, really great companies, you stay 15 times longer than you thought. Um, So I stayed for 24 years, which would have never been what i would have expected but um mine is the story of risk aversion and um i was working with amazing people learning amazing things um traveling the world perfecting my craft uh some of my best friends on this planet are people that i met at general mills And so for the longest, I couldn't figure out a reason, why would you leave, right? I'm so fortunate to be here, I'm learning a lot. Um, You know, it's cheaper to keep her, right? So, um, but then I just, I started getting itchy. And I think it started um, after I had kids. And so you and I, Jules, have talked about, you know, what having kids does, you know, (laughs) to your mind. (laughs) (laughs) let alone your body, but your mind. And um, I wanted to do, I wanted to spend more time with my family. And then that bled into wanting to spend more time in my community. Um, I felt a calling to um, create an environment for my kids where they could um, do anything. And that meant that I needed to create change in the community. And certainly I could do some of that from my seat at General Mills. Um, But I wanted to be able to do more of that, more community building, um, more providing people awareness of where we have social injustice and inequities. Um, I wanted to spend more time doing that. I also am a person who has found um, great comfort and great inspiration and great motivation from women, women of all walks of life. Um, that's how you and I met, Jules, this connection around the, the power and the beauty and the strength that comes from communities of women. And so I wanted to be able to take my HR skills Uh, my talent development development skills, my leader development skills, and bring those to women who were starting their own business or who were working in small businesses that don't have 400 HR people. And the ability to help those women be stronger leaders, community leaders, academic leaders, business leaders, whatever it was, um, I was really drawn to that. And I had amassed this amazing group of women around me. And I wanted to be able to have them know each other and have other people know them. And I think, you know, when you work in a big corporate environment with really, really, really smart, smart people, you start to think that this is how the doesn't everybody have this. And when I left Mills, I realized, oh, my God, I, I was working in this environment that was so different from other people i saw african-american uh women and men leaders senior leaders in an organization which a lot of people didn't see and while that was amazing um it made me sometimes feel like my progression my success wasn't that big of a deal because i was surrounded by people who had done the same thing um And so then you just start to get a little complacent. Like I've got this great corporate life, just going to hang out. But I was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Just Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's the best word that I can use to describe it. Just it wasn't quite fitting. My my clothes weren't fitting anymore. (laughs) And there were people around me that I knew were loving this work and in a way that I just wasn't anymore. And it just felt like the right thing to do was to step aside and go run the race that I wanted to be in. Like there's this great quote about, you know, she stopped and realized she was running a race that she didn't even want to be in. I was aspiring to things that weren't even that meaningful to me. It's just what you're supposed to aspire to when you're in corporate America. So I needed to step away and really think about how do I want to spend my time? What do I want to aspire to? What is the legacy that I want to leave for our girls, right? We have three daughters, an 18-year-old that's off to Northwestern today, (laughs) Um, who is also... <laughs> if you all have heard the music that we have, Olivia is the writer, producer, songwriter, all of the things for that music. We okay. have a 16 year old um, who just turned, just turned 16, so we have a new driver, a foot. And my older two are my stepdaughters. And then Caitlin, who is nine, and um, she's the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so my reinvention story honestly is about them is about making sure that they know just because you decide to do one thing it doesn't mean you have to do it forever and you have to follow you I believe in the power of do you and I want to set a good example for my girls
1: and you are oh my gosh and for so many I remember, Steph, when we when we first met, um, you were at Mills, and um, and I was was getting going on Modern Well, and of course we've we've talked about this in our intro that um, you know, of course, I asked you to be on our our advisory board, and and you were like, yeah, I mean, sounds good, like what you're doing, but like I'm I'm not I'm doing my corporate thing, and I can't put anything. Else on my plate right now, and I remember thinking, you know, I just had a, a lot of respect for that because I know from p- other friends and people who've worked in corporate that setting really appropriate boundaries um, around what you can and cannot take on, especially when you're, you know, have a big job and and want to be a present, you know, mother and and wife and friend and and all the things um i remember i remember thinking wow okay that this woman knows who she is she knows she knows where her boundaries are you were so kind about it and 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 so positive about it and um and i also remember you talking about thinking about leaving corporate America and, and making that transition and doing that reinvention thing. And so was there a, a, one of those, you know, aha moments when you just absolutely said, okay, now is the time and, and this is when and this is
0: why and this is how? You know, I think, um, and we've talked about this and I bet most of the guests that we have on We'll talk about this too. You know, you, you're all, I was always in conflict with myself because mm-hmm. I was trying to be true to my spirit, which called me to work. Um, I, like, I liked getting a paycheck every two weeks that had my name on it. I, mm-hmm. I liked that feeling. I also love being a mom, and it was becoming more challenging and it was making me sad to turn down opportunities to work with you as an example because I just simply could not take on anymore now in in let me be real clear I am horrible at turning things down (laughs) I am always I'm on the hustle all the time where I've got eight million things and I'm trying to do because I want to do all of them and I think what was happening the the community things um essentially the things for which I was not getting paid were becoming the things that I just was no longer interested in missing out on. I wanted to shift the balance to more time spent on the things in the community, the things that were more of a passion, and then less time on the things that I had been doing for the last 20 years. Um, But figuring out how to do that and still eat, and pay bills, it was the, the challenge. Like, how am I going to make this balance work? And that took me years, if I'm completely honest, of really kind of thoughtful analysis on, is the uncomfortable feeling because it's, is it General Mills? Is the uncomfortable feeling HR? Is the uncomfortable feeling me? is this menopause? Like I was like, it it could have been any one of a million things. (laughs) All of them, right? (laughs) What is happening? Um, and so for me, it was just the recognition that, um, my, my heart was called to focus more of my time on the things that brought me joy. And, you know, my mom died when she was 58, she had cancer and I do think that that, that number, that age is extremely meaningful to me. And the closer I got, the closer I get to it, the more I became focused on living my life the way I want to live it versus the way I felt like I had to or should, mm-hmm. um, because that's what I was telling my kids, right? When you have a kid who's trying to figure out what they want to study in college and you're saying to them, Hey, boo boo, you're not, you may not do this for the rest of your life. You got to kind of say, Oh yeah. Right. Like you picked engineering, but then you did HR. So you didn't, you know, kind of stay in one lane. And so that was the part that I think my aha moment was, you don't have to pick one thing, Stephanie. It doesn't have to be just HR or just engineering, which is why, you know, my scattered brain was like, you're just gonna start two businesses until you figure out how to put them together. Um, And so you have passion projects, stephpierce.com, and you have leadership development, like the HR stuff that you bring to the table, that the work that you love, KJP Consulting. And maybe at some point I'll bring that together um, under one umbrella. You know, I worked with some of the best marketers on the planet at General Mills. And you I'm sure some of them are like, Oh, good grief, Stephanie, you have to you can't have two brands, you have to have one brand, you ding dong. But um I I'm I'm proud of the transition. Um, but make no mistake about it, it is it was hard. It was hard. I had to find myself as a corporate General Mills HR person in ways that I think I hadn't even been aware until I wasn't that person anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it gave me a chance to find all of the things that I am in addition to that. Um, and that so has what, been wonderful. Well, yeah, so
1: so talk more about that. So. KJP consulting stuffpierstat.com um, leaving corporate america becoming an entrepreneur doing all the things what what have you learned what 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 have you learned since i mean this is that's a big that's a big life
0: change <laughs> one of the questions that you know as i went on this road to transition one of the questions that was asked of me um, by a wonderful woman who I worked with, transition coach um, Casey Foley, she asked me, What's the most consistent message you've given yourself over the past year? And I think if most of us thought about that question, that message is not very positive. <laughs> it <laughs> was all of the things I wasn't, all of the things I couldn't be. Um, how everyone else was smarter, better, faster, all of those things, right? Like, um, And so I had to get over that, right? And say, okay, um, that w- you had a season in corporate and that was an amazing season. And now it's time for a new season. And guess what? We're gonna try some stuff which was super hard for me, like let me underscore risk averse. And I like, a, I'm a project manager, right? I like agendas, mm-hmm. I like things to be in a nice bow. And now, I mean, I've, I felt like I was the antithesis of how people would describe an entrepreneur. And so what I had to figure out is stop talking about all the things you're not and how you don't fit this um, kind of very prescribed bucket. You've never fit in the bucket you're a black female engineer for crying out loud. Like you're who's car, who's currently living in Edina. You don't fit in a bucket, right? Like you that you've never done that. So why are you trying to do that now? And then I just said, let's just try some stuff. And I surrounded myself with people who were positive. Um, go getters <laughs> who could help me kind of buoy me when I would get afraid. Um, And so I just tried new things and I asked a lot of questions. So one of the best things I ever did is I came to Modern Well with a set of friends and I had them help me figure out what I really wanted to do. And when you sit with your friends, people who knew you, and so there were people who had known me for 20 years in that room and people who had known me for two years. And having them kind of talk to you about what you've done for them and what they've seen you do that is unique and different or great or wonderful. It gets your mind thinking about all the things you could do. And so I like one-on-one. I like sitting down with people and helping them figure out where they're going to move forward. It's, you know, leading leaders, coaching leaders, which I did a lot of at Mills was um, amazing. And so I wanted to keep that the community building, spending time with groups of women, watching women connect with each other and move forward or have a stereotype busted, right? Like I loved that. And so I wanted to be able to do that too. Um, And so what I decided was you got to just try some stuff Mm -hmm. and some of the stuff you're never going to do again, other stuff, you might keep doing forever, but you're never going to know unless you try and you're never too young and you're never too old to keep trying. Um, and so that's what I did. I wanted to be able to do that. And at the same time, if my kid was going to um, have an open music class at two o'clock on a Tuesday, I wanted to go and sit and watch her play the xylophone um, at two o'clock. Like, I just <laughs> wanted to be able to do that and then, you know, come home and at four o'clock get on a call with a coaching client. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. Um, and it was scary, but I feel every day like I'm doing work that I enjoy. I'm a master PowerPoint presentation maker. I mean, (laughs) yes, you are. (laughs) I can make those things. They are (laughs) like magic in my sleep. Um, But it took me a minute. It just took me a minute to, Mm -hmm. to figure it out. And I like now being able to work with women, particularly women who are in corporate, trying to figure out what their next step is, whether that next step is moving up, moving out, moving over, um, I feel like I have a lot to offer because I've spent so much time talking to men and women who are um evolving and growing mm-hmm. so So, what would you say to
1: to our listeners to women or or men um who are at a place in their life where you know we we both have been and obviously all of our guests have been where we're doing something, whether it's working a corporate job or staying home and taking care of kids um, or somewhere in between. And we know that we we're not feeling it we we, we need or want um, something different, but we but we don't we we don't know what that is. I mean, I felt that for a very, very long time Um, and I didn't know that it was modern. Well, I I, I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that for years to come, but I, like you, you know, you used, you used um, the term, I I felt itchy, you know, and I think that that's so it's just, it's kind of like, you're just a little bit crawling out of your skin, but you don't. You just don't know where to go, right? Um, so, what advice? What advice would you have for people who are, who are feeling like they want to make a change but they're afraid,
0: um, they don't know what they want to do, they feel stuck? What What are some of the
1: pieces of so, advice? So,
0: there's probably a couple things I would think of. I can think of one is um, having a great support system. I think is really important because. Most of the time, we kind of know what we want to do. We're just either afraid to do it um, or we don't know how. Like, we know what it is. And then we have to be prepared that what you think it is and what it actually evolves to could be Mm -hmm. different, right? So you didn't see modern well, but you knew it was something about um, supporting and helping women. Like, you knew that part. Um, And so I think my first piece of advice is really just surrounding yourself with people um, who are positive spirits. And then one of the best things I ever did is you may not know what you're good at or what you should do. Your friends do. They do. And they can tell you off the top of their head very quickly. And so for me, bringing some friends together. um, Now, I happen to have a um, lot of HR friends. And so <laughs> if you don't have an HR friend, you should go find one because they have
1: staff and, <laughs> and do, co- do coaching with staff because uh... they've
0: seen it all. And so <laughs> being able to spend time, even if you're not in corporate, right, but being able to spend time with people who know you and can help you brainstorm and get it out can be really important. That's one. Number two, I think is you never know who you're going to learn from. And so my most of my life had been spent with other corporate America people. That's where I spent 80% of my time as who I married. And so that's what I knew. What has been amazing now that I'm not in corporate is I still have all those wonderful corporate friends, but I have friends that have started their own businesses. I have friends that are in, that have, devoted their life to nonprofit and nonprofit work. I have friends whose, whose kids are launched. They are, you know, out of college um, and I'm learning from them every single day. Um, and, so, and so opening yourself up to the, to the possibility that you can learn from people who are different than you um, and not just different in the ways we can see but different from an experience perspective, I think helps to draw it out. Um, I think one of the things that I had to get um, clear on was that there were, I had some confidence issues. For, for as much as I had accomplished, I really had to find myself in one way and that's a corporate person. And I encourage everybody to really open up the definition of how you see yourself because corporate is what I did. It's not who I am. And there's a ton of skills that I picked up being in that world that are applicable to a million other things. And so really kind of broadening how you see yourself, how you talk about yourself, um, I think is super, super important. Um, I am a person of faith and my faith is important to me. And, um, so I drew on that. I drew on quiet prayer to be able to calm my wackadoo brain because I had, I was like, I could open a spa. I could write a book. Could I be Oprah? Maybe I'm Gail. I mean, I was like all (laughs) over the place. Um, and what I realized is you just got to try. And I had a really wonderful friend um, Mark Addicts who said to me, you just got to try. You got to try some stuff. And I said, okay, okay Mark, I, guess. I don't know how to do that. And if all else fails, I, I do think um, lining up with somebody, a coach, a buddy, to help you walk through it, um, to to make you accountable, Um is really great and really important because you do have to be honest with yourself. A lot of times people don't make the transition. It's a financial thing. You know what you want to do. It's just, you can't afford to just quit your job and start a business. And then I'll have some people say to me, I don't want to start my own business. So what else can I do? Right? Like, it feels like there's only two options. Well, there's a lot of options. You just have to be open to them and be realistic about how it happens. So I know a lot of people who do side hustles, keep the corporate job and they do a side hustle and it's a pain and it's long hours, but it gives you a chance to test, test, you know, those that itch that uncomfortable until you can feel more comfortable to kind of let go of one and move into the other.
1: I love that. I love that. Test it out. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, I, I guess, you know, for, for modern, well, it was, we had the writing studio first and that was kind of our first, you know, Nina and I, we, you know, we start, we basically started a little, a a company and I was like, right. Okay. Okay. So, um, I like that because that's the side hustles can be sort of baby steps toward something bigger. Totally. So Steph, you, I I mean, it's just, you're such an inspiration and, and I I don't even, you know, usually we close our episodes, our last question for our guests, as you know, with, with what's next, I feel like you're, you're in the next, (laughs) you're you're doing the
0: next you're doing her next chapter you're you're it and Um, there could be a new chapter right i don't know what chapter this is but there could be a chapter after that and i'm i think it's just hard sometimes to move from that current mid-ish life chapter to the new chapter and so i i will tell everybody what I tell everybody who knows me, and that is you got to do you, right? So if you are a corporate person and that's what you want to do and you're like, I'm happy to be here, do you. If you are a stay-at-home mom and you are doing your thing, do you. If you are um, in academia or doing nonprofits, I just think as women, we have to allow our our fellow (laughs) women to do them. Do what you want to do. Do where your heart takes you. Um, Love what you do and do what you love. And I think once we get comfortable with that, that is profoundly amazing. It makes you just feel, it takes that uncomfortable feeling and you get a new level of uncomfort called, oh my gosh, I have so many things I want to try and so many things (laughs) I want to do. Um, And that feels great. Like I... I think you never stop learning. You never stop growing um, and what that looks like and how uh, revolutionary and transformational it is depends on you.
1: And don't you think stuff, if, if more people, if, and when more people can get in that space of, of like you say, do you and you're, and people are good with where they're at, whether they are a full-time stay at home mom or a full-time, you know, mom of four, a full-time corporate working mom of four, you know, that if if we can just do that and be happy, then we're not looking around and judging other people. Because I think that also is when, when we're not really okay with what we're doing and we're not really doing you, we're, we're kind of, we're just we're kind of clunking along, that's when we start looking around right. and making judgment on other people. When we're good, when we're good with, when I'm good, I look at you and say, you're good too. I'm right. good. You're good. Instead of being like, I'm not right. so good. And oh, Stephanie, yeah, she's not so good either. Right. And then we start you know, passing these really harsh judgments on each other and i think women i just you and i have talked about this before but um i tell people sometimes
0: don't don't try to make you feel better by putting down what i'm doing right (laughs) like don't validate your choice by you know making my choice crap let's not do that um because the reality is i think there are a lot of people men and women um women for sure, who are already questioning the choices that they're making, whatever that choice is. We don't need additional assistance from people to help us question that choice. Um, And so that's why I just think it's important for people to recognize, no matter what it is you choose to do, um, for many of us, that choice is a choice. And for uh, many of us, they don't have a choice. So sometimes I have to remind people, you know, I, I, ha, I am blessed and privileged enough to be able to have made a choice. But there are some people who would love to do something different and they simply can't for any number of a million reasons. And so I think it's important for us to recognize that too. Um, one of the things that, you know, I've learned as I've gotten older is I just don't have time in my life for negative people, I just I can't. Um, yeah. I don't want to watch it on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't want to have to deal with it at the grocery store. I just don't. And um, I try to live my life in a way where I I am a positive light in the lives of the people who have chosen to allow me in. And I try to make sure that I am allowing positive light into my life. It makes your life better. It makes your professional life better. <clears throat> it makes your family life better. Um, and so I think it's, 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 it's why I bring communities of women together. It's why you do it. Um, everybody doesn't wanna join us in this and that's okay. Uh, But those that do are really in it and their spirits are fed and they find opportunities. I just think that the, the the power of female friendships and female connection is unparalleled. And I have called on that a lot in my life. And so having it be the work that I do is awesome. Yeah.
1: And I, I love that. I love that, you know, I mean, you're a very independent person, and I'm a very independent person. Um, but when it comes to needing that boost to really, you know, whether it's a slow change or a jumping off the cliff change, it's really hard to do that alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and to lean into people who, like you said, are positive, who know you, who can give you the kind of feedback. Um, that, that you need, you know, things that you can't see in yourself that others can see you. I think that's such great advice because um, it reinvention can be really lonely. It, it, you're trying to figure stuff out and you don't have all the answers and you've got to, right. you need, you need your people.
0: Right. to help you find Cause your way. sometimes people feel selfish. Like, oh, yes. I should just be happy right. with what I have. Like, why am I trying to rock the boat? You know, There's most people would be thrilled to have what I have. And now I'm trying to give it up. Who does that? Right. Like, um, and I just say to people, "Mm, okay. (laughs) Do you, do you want to do this for the next 25 years? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. And that I think is the key. So, you know, some of the things when you say what's next, some of the things that I'm really focused on for 2021 Um, is taking the work that I do and bringing it to small groups. So taking 10 or 15 women and going on a 12-week journey together to find their path, right? Like I hear people talk about that all the time. It's kind of like, how do I get past the now what? And so taking, you know, spending some time with doing kind of cohort work as well as individual work. I've also learned I kind of like to put workbooks together. Um, But bringing women together to do that kind of work Um, I'm excited about that. You and I have done some ally work together. I continue to do ally work. Um, There are so many things um, that I wanna do in that space, Um, but I'm very particular about who I work with, right? Like uh, I'm working with people who get it and just wanna understand how they can activate it. Um, And so figuring out how to do that is something I wanna do in 2021 and how how to do that Um, with couples right so i spend a lot of time with women who are interested in being allies i want to get couples together um, so that they can move together in that journey as a family Um, and so that's something that i'm kind of interested in as well and then i love the community that i live in and that i'm raising my kids in and i want to do whatever i can uh, to continue to support that community as well. I love it. Stephanie, thank
1: you. Thanks, for- Jules. So- we have so much fun ahead of us. Fun. Oh, thank you for listening to this inspiring story of reinvention from our very own Steph Pierce. You can Woo. find her at stephpierce.com and learn all a little bit more about her um, coaching and consulting services. Um and we will see you
0: next time on see. her next chapter. It's time. Woohoo. Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you're enjoying your time with us. Last but not least, hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week.